What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DFS, DJ Nation, what is up? What has happened? We are on to week 15 and currently witnessing this bloodbath of a game where the Raiders are pounding the Chargers 49-7. to So, hate to see it. But uh, anyways, so we're here to talk about. Here to talk about this week 15 main slate. There is a three-game slate on Saturday, but we're going to focus on the main slate here on this one. And I do think that this slate... There's a, I think there's quite a few paths to go here with this game, whether you're wanting to or whatnot with this slate, whether it's paying up for a Josh Allen or Dak Prescott or paying down in this kind of middle range where a lot of people just say it, the chalk of the week is going to be Matt Stafford against the Commanders right now with the Commanders just, just getting annihilated every single week through the air. So, Maddie, what are you looking to do this week at the quarterback position? Yeah, I mean, you kind of take the words right out of my mouth. Uh, it's it's really hard not to like Stafford. Uh, and and I mean, if we if we press rewind on our podcasts this year, I mean, how many how many weeks at the start of the season did we bang the drum for Matt Stafford? And you know, every single week he was eclipsing three hundred yards, three hundred yards, three hundred yards, three hundred yards. He just wasn't getting in the touchdowns. And Kyron Williams was stealing all the touchdowns. And then they bring in you know Henderson and and they run Acres out there for a week or two and you know, Royce Freeman and, and those guys are still scoring touchdowns. And, um, you know, now all of a sudden Stafford is starting to pick it up in the touchdown department. Uh, and he's, he's really cheap in what is the best, the best on matchup paper or matchup on paper 
is is throwing the ball against the Washington Commanders defense. So 6K for Matt Stafford. I'm not going to overthink that. I think you can double stack him with both Puka and uh, Cooper Cup. I think you can play one of the two and play uh, Demarcus Robinson, uh, assuming Tutu is out, because um, then then he should be locked into the third wide receiver role, uh, which I haven't looked for an update on Tutu yet, but uh, we can you know kind of dive into that more as we get to receiver. But um, yeah, it's it's just really hard not to like the Rams here. Uh, they're at home. Washington stinks. Uh, it's you know the analysis doesn't really need to be much more than that. So. Uh, that's that's my first click of the of the week would be Stafford, um, and then sticking to the cheaper side of QB is probably where I'm going to end up this week. I, I I really like Jordan Love, and they're coming off a stinker where they just went on the road to New York. I you know it had all the makings of a letdown game, right? They just beat the Chiefs at home. They come they had, uh, you know coming off that massive win. Now you're going to New York playing Tommy DeVito and, and the Giants who are really struggling to to really, uh, you know, put up results in the win column this year. And it's like, you know, Packers were hot. Giants were not. And then, you know, the Giants come out and, and pretty much owned that Packers offense most of the night. And the, the Packers really didn't uh, put up hardly any points. So this is such a good bounce back spot for Jordan Love, though. Uh, at home against Tampa Bay, which we've been attacking Tampa Bay the same way we've been attacking Washington. We just saw Desmond Ritter light them up last week, and and the Falcons are a team that doesn't even want to throw the ball. Uh, the the defense for Tampa Bay is banged up still, and the big thing for for Jordan Love here is, I think Aaron Jones is going to end up playing, but I don't think he's going to get the full workload. But also AJ Dillon is probably going to he's AJ Dillon's questionable. He, he apparently broke his thumb last week, so. I guess that's a matter of whether he can hold the ball or not as to whether they're, they're comf- comfortable with running him out there. Cause if not, you know, then he becomes a fumble risk. So, uh, you know, we could get 4,200 Patrick Taylor as a, as a viable option uh, running back this week as well. Uh, if, if Aaron Jones and AJ, AJ Dillon were to be out again, but all that to say, it's also just the, it's just such a setting up for such a good spot for Jordan love to smash. If he's with, you know, he's got running backs that are dealing with injuries and Tampa Bay has been this, awful pass defense as it is. Um, and, and his receivers are cheap. You know, why Jaden Reed continues to be priced under 5K is is just, it blows my mind. Um, you know, Watson has already been slated. He, they, they, already, they already confirmed he's not practicing tomorrow. And I don't know that I've ever seen a report, you know, that's come out and said, you know, hey, Watson's not practicing today and he's not, he's not going to practice tomorrow either. So that should, you know, give you an idea that he's not going to play this weekend. Um, so that really narrows down the targets there in that offense to pretty much Dobbs and and Jaden Reed because the Green Bay, uh, the other receivers, Watson and, and Wicks are are dealing with, you know, more significant injuries and may not, both of those guys may not even play. So we may get, you know, uh, Malik Heath at a 3K as well. So it's it's it becomes a very concentrated receiving core and it's very cheap. And Jordan Love himself is also very cheap at 6,200. So I really like the Packers. I really like the Rams. Those are probably going to be my two main offenses uh, from a, a passing standpoint because we know where all the production is going to go and they're in really good spots and they're they're definitely affordable. Obviously, yes, you can pay up for Josh Allen. You can p- pay up for Dak Prescott. I don't have any issues with that. I'm not paying for Tua. Uh, if Tyreek's limited at all, you know, he looks not like the same Tua, you know, when, when Tyreek is on the field, when Tyreek was out last week. 
Uh, Mahomes at New England, no thanks. Stroud, no idea if he even plays. I would say the the one payup that I do have interest in would be Justin Fields. So Cleveland, you know, is is also dealing with a couple injuries on the defensive side of the ball. They just lost Grant Delpit to IR. They're they're big time safety. Uh, one of their also one of their defensive ends is is out as well. Uh, it's check me on pronunciation or or I don't I can't even remember the guy's name. I think it's it's not it, it's it's OKO or I don't I don't know. Beats me, but he's he's a big name that's out this week for them. So it's a good spot for Fields. I know it's on the road, and I know it's they've got a red number one uh, next to to Cleveland's name uh, in in the the DVP. But Fields has, has been he's looked really good ever since he came back from injury. Uh, we know he he's going to utilize his legs uh, as much as he can. I mean, he had forty five rushing yards in the first quarter last week, and then just stopped running for the rest of the game. I think the Lions made it a priority to to kind of you know, focus all their attention on, on his, on his running game. So they're a, divi- a division opponent though. So they, you know, have more experience working against Justin Fields, whereas Cleveland is, you know, it's AFC NFC battle. So it's not as much familiarity there. Uh, so I, if I was paying up, I'd, I'd probably just play Fields personally, but I really like Jordan Love and I really like Matt Stafford. That's where I'm pretty much going to live this week. I, I think Stafford is going to get priced up to a crazy amount where let's talk about Brock Purdy. Uh, he's $6,800. It feels like that, you know, we keep trying to avoid the obvious thing. And the obvious thing has been Brock Purdy. He has scored 23 or more DK points in four of his last five games. He has three, he's hit the 300 yard bonus in three of his last five games. It is a great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And for whatever reason, DraftKings just refuses to price this man up at all. Uh, you know, it's like a very slow, methodical move up. Uh, you know, he scores 32 against Philadelphia. He's 6,100. And the next week he's 6,500 and he drops 25 DK points. He has a 29 point performance in there as well in this span. I mean, the dude has just been incredible, um, honestly, uh, so far this year. And it, a lot of it is hats off to the, the weapons that he has because when you have George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, like he, he is he is certainly making the most out of that. And so if Matthew Stafford is going to be chalk, and I've seen some places early have guys like Demarcus Robinson at 20% owned, no thank you am I playing that that roulette wheel of, of, of – I know he just had a big game last week, but that is not something that I would expect again. The one thing I do like about Matthew Stafford is he does have a pretty uh, concentrated target share, right? It's very much like Tua. You know where the ball is going to go. It's going to go to Puka. It's going to go to Cooper Cup. Uh, they, they account for over 60% of the team's targets uh, on any given week. So it is an easier stack where you have Purdy, where you have the other variables in there. Trying to figure out if it's Debo, it's Brandon Ayuk, is it George Kittle, or... Christian McCaffrey as kind of the options to pair him with the double stack. And now the one thing I will bring up with him is his pass catchers have now been finally priced up. Brandon Ayuk is $7,200 and Debo Samuel is $7,700. And then George Kittle is $5,800. Not as, not as bad. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey is $9,300. So like you got to really want it to, to get there with Brock Purdy because of how, how expensive his, his weapons are. But he he remains the one of the safer options we have on any given week. He continues outside of week twelve against Seattle. 
where they won 31 to 13. They didn't have to do a whole lot. And so he wasn't really asked to really um, to do a whole lot. But other than that, the band's been a walking 20 plus DK point, and we've seen some ceiling him with 32 and 29. And so it's just hard to really get away from that at his price at $6,800. So um, I, I do agree. I, I do like Jordan Love as well. I mean, this is another matchup that we'd love to target uh, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been terrible against the pass all year. And so Jordan Love at $6,200 in a bounce back spot. And like you mentioned, I mean, his pass catchers are extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. Whether it's oh, it's Jordan, uh, it's Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, uh, Romeo Dobbs, I think all are in play that you can look at there. So Jordan Love is somebody that I definitely think you should have some interest in this week at $6,200 with just good leverage off of Matthew Stafford. I don't mind uh, Sam Howell either at $6,300. Sam Howell, you know, obviously gets takes a ton of sacks, but he is somebody that's, that has been pretty solid. I mean, you have to go back all the way back to week seven, the last time he didn't score 20 DK points. So he's also been pretty consistent uh, for the most part this year. He's also utilized his legs a little bit, uh, not a ton, but just a little bit to get you there, kind of like an Alex Smith type uh, where he, he can get you there. And he does have some rushing touchdowns. He actually has four rushing touchdowns over his last three games. So Sam Howell, I think at $6,300 too, if you want direct leverage off of Matthew Stafford, I think $6,300 Sam Howell. I think you can also look there as well. In terms of the payup options, Obviously, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. I mean, we kind of this game is the highest total on the slate, I believe, um, or at least it was at one point. But it is it is up there in terms of implied team totals, and uh, you know, obviously, these two teams could be fireworks. Now, we kind of thought that a little bit last week with the Chiefs and the Bills, but that didn't really get there. But uh, either way, but again, it's kind of a similar situation where these guys are, are very are very expensive at what they cost at eighty two and eight k. Um, excuse me, uh, they, well, actually this, this game is tied right now with the Rams and commanders game. They're both 50 and a half point totals. So I, I think when the, these are going to be the t- kind of two games and I think more people are going to gravitate towards the Stafford because of just how, exp- just how cheap he is at six K compared to having to pay up for Josh Allen or Dak Prescott at their uh, respective prices. But th- that game could, could absolutely go nuclear with these two offenses. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm on board with all that. And I, mean, I like I like the Purdy call too. Yeah. Um the the only other one I'm gonna say is Patrick Mahomes at seventy eight hundred dollars. He is going to be free. Nobody's gonna play him. I shouldn't say free, but nobody's gonna play him uh, at all. He is going to get no ownership. He's probably gonna come in sub five percent. I don't like bringing up like uh like <laughs> opinions like this because like it's there's it's not rooted in anything but i just feel like that this chiefs team is going to come out to prove a point this week there there's been a lot of talk from them especially from like i don't know if you listen to like the new heights podcast and stuff like that but like travis kelsey went on like a rant about how he's sick and tired of hearing uh, all this stuff and everybody can go fuck themselves basically um it sounds just like they're really fired up yeah patrick holmes like liking people's tweets that are kind of talking shit about the Chiefs and stuff like that. Like, uh, so I don't know. I just feel like the the, the Patriots aren't going anywhere, uh, but it's probably super thin because he has seventy eight hundred dollars and it, Patriots defense has been pretty good. But I don't know. Like, if you're wanting like a, a, a super contrarian option, I do think Patrick Mahomes at seventy eight hundred dollars. I think that's not really based on anything positive because that game total is not great either uh, because the Patriots so low. Uh, that that it opened at a forty six and a half. It's down to thirty seven. 
Um, even the Chiefs are only uh, only have a 22.75 implied team total, which opened at 27 and a half. But the Patriots have a 14 point team total, so it's kind of gross. So yeah, yeah. Just- I mean, I'm just going back and looking at Patriots versus like good teams they've played this year. They give up 25 to Philly, 24 to Miami, 38 to Dallas. 25 to Buffalo, 31 to Miami. So, I mean, and, and all the rest of the offenses are just awful that they've played. So, I mean, they have given up, like, semi-good games to opposing, you know, good offenses, but it's not, like, anything that, like, breaks the slate from, especially with Mahomes' price. I mean, I get it, for sure. I get the motiva- the motivation standpoint, but at the same time, it's not like they're out there not trying to win, you know, the other 14 weeks they've already played either. So the uh the Raiders are really trying to rival the Dolphins. It is now 63 to 7. Oh god. Oh, I see they scored another defensive touchdown. Yeah. Sad because in my home league, I was going I was debating on picking them up and playing them. I ended up not doing so. They're at 31 right now. The defense is. That's incredible. Anyways, all right. Uh with that being said. Uh, is there anything else you want to hit on? I do want to mention there is some weather concerns as well. I know we didn't really talk about Tua against the Jets, but uh, that game right now has a pretty strong chance of rain with uh, winds, 20-mile-an-hour uh, sustained winds, gusts up to 35 miles an hour. Um, and then uh, so that is a game we're definitely going to have to monitor uh, here with that game. So I just want to point that out there. But uh, if that holds, I'll have no interest whatsoever in that passing game. Yeah, same. Like last week, like I really, I, I, but I, what I will say right now is that like we, we thought a lot of this about last week about the weather and situations and stuff like that. Like we got off Baltimore. I remember, I think if I remember you saying this correctly, I believe that you said this that if it wasn't for the weather, that you'd be all in on the Baltimore game and playing Lamar yep. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being the nut spot and the weather wasn't really a factor. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how she goes sometimes, I guess. Yeah, so I, I do think that we over we overanalyze weather and we, we put too much stock in it at times. Because one, it's only Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me. They, this can change quite a bit. And I don't really care about the range, just the wind. But if it is over 20 miles an hour, that's when we do see it really affect quarterback play. So um, I did want to mention that. But other than that, let's uh, if you want, let's go ahead and move over to running backs because I don't really have a whole lot else to talk about. Like in the, in the really cheapy range, of quarterbacks, I don't have any interest. I'm not playing Zach Wilson. I'm not playing Bailey Zappi. Uh, Desmond Ritter has been fun, like, and he's he's had some you know some ceiling performances. But Carolina's pass defense has been really good. Will Levis, fifty four hundred dollars. I'm not excited to play that at all, especially with what looks to be C.J. Stroud out, and really all their weapons are going to be out. So I'm not playing Will Levis. I don't think he needs to get there. Joe Flacco has been a fun story as well, but. Uh, low key Chicago's pass defense has been really good. This, uh, really, especially lately, like especially like the last five to six weeks, they've allowed less than uh, they're allowing it's like 186 passing yards per game over the last six games. They've also over their last four, three of the last four games, they have held opponents to under 13 points total. So uh, I just don't. I'm not excited about uh, about playing Joe Flacco at 5,500 dollars. Tommy DeVito maybe the only one you might be able to talk me into if you if you want to get a little wild, but. Uh, he has shown a little bit of a ceiling in terms of running the ball. I mean, he did last week against Green Bay. He had 10 carries for 71 yards. And then a couple weeks before that against Dallas, he had seven carries for 41 yards. So there's a little bit there. He hasn't really shown much of a ceiling in terms of the passing game. 
But they are sounds like they're going to get Darren Waller back, so that should help that offense. So if you really wanted to pay down in large field stuff, I think Tommy DeVito would be the guy that I would look to do that with. But other than that, any of the cheaper guys, I'm just not really all that interested in. I don't think you need to go there this week. So let's move over to the running back position, and you uh, start things off with Christian McCaffrey up top at $9,300, Alvin Kamara at $8,600, Kyron Williams at $75, Saquon at $73, and then you have Achan and Mostert. Uh, in the 7K range, along with Rashad White. The 6K range is Derrick Henry, Isaiah Pacheco, who I don't expect to play, and then Bijan, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, James Cook, and Brian Robinson Jr. are all in the 6K range and above. So uh, what are you looking to do at running back this week? Running back's pretty straightforward uh, for me. I mean, It's hard to not play Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think 9,300 in this matchup is too cheap. Um, I think he's going to smash again, uh, at Arizona. He's, he's, he's had a lack of touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. I know he had two against Seattle in, in week 12, but you know, ever since that Jacksonville game where he, he broke his streak, uh, he's had zero, one, two, one, and zero, which he had a touchdown in like 16 or 17 straight games. And most of those games were, or were games where he had two. Uh, he regularly goes over 100 yards uh, and catches passes. Like it, it's just really hard to not play him. And I think that a lot of people are going to talk themselves into playing like this seven to 7,500 K range. And it's like if I'm going to play like, and this is not against this is not a knock on Kyron Williams, right? Because Kyron Williams has been really good this year. But if if Kyron Williams is going to be one of the most popular running backs on the slate at uh, $7,500 against Washington, who's actually been okay against the run and have been abysmal against the pass. Why not just find the $1,800 more and play McCaffrey? Like if I'm paying 7K for Rashad White, why not just find $2,300 more for, for McCaffrey? Like I'm totally fine with playing Rashad White when he's 6K and I, it's, you know, 3,300 less than McCaffrey. But when it's, when you start to get like the, the 2K range, like it's really not that big of a difference, you know, between what wide receiver or tight end it gets you, um, or even a defense. Like that's that's like a difference between like a you know a two K defense and a three point five K defense, or you know a three K tight end and a four point five K tight end. Like th- the difference from at the other positions just get it's marginally smaller. And so I like the idea of playing McCaffrey if all these seven K guys are going to be popular uh, because I think it's going to squeeze ownership on him. I think he's still going to be played, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, rostered as much as he should be. Um, and then from there, you know, Kyron's fine. Uh, I like Stafford a lot, so I probably won't play Kyron, even though you can play both of them because Kyron has pass game usage. Um, I like if, if A-Chan were to sit, I really like Mostert, and I still like Mostert in the spot anyways. Um, but A-Chan's dealing with a toe injury, which is different than what he's been missing practices in games for in the past. Um, so that's something to monitor. Uh, Mostert is just a touchdown machine. And if Tyreek plays or Tyreek doesn't play, that's still, that's that, you know, win game you were just talking about. Um, you know, so there, there could be more incentive to run the ball there. Um, either way, Mostert's a good play against a, a Jets run D that that's been susceptible all year. Uh, I mentioned Rashad white. He's an awesome run back on the other side of, of the Jordan love stacks. If you're playing that game, um, if you're not playing that game, I think white's, you know, he's still a decent play, but seven K just feels like that's, that's his ceiling. Um, but if you're game stacking it, it makes a ton of sense. Um, I like Bijan at 6,800 against Carolina. That We've attacked that matchup all year. 
Tony Pollard finally looks like the explosive running back that that we're used to seeing. Uh, he's he's cheap for what his talent and his role is in that offense. Sixty seven hundred. If so, if you're not playing Dak, that's a great way to get exposure to that offense. Um, so I really like Pollard this week as well. And I think Pollard's going to be overlooked when you compare him to you know Bijan and and uh, Rashad White and Kyron Williams. And it, like when you flip the cards over and, and ownership shows on Sunday. Yeah, I think you're going to be shocked at, at Pollard's ownership. Um, I think he's going to come in much lower than, than those other guys. I think he's going to be around like 10 to 15%, honestly. Uh, and those other guys are probably going to be, you know, 25 to 30. So wouldn't be shocked to see that. Um, Zeke is another one. Zeke is Zeke's probably the most interesting play of the slate from a standpoint that he's going to be the most popular running back play of the slate. Uh, and I know he's 5,800 and he's a starting running back. Uh, and he had eight targets last week. He caught seven of them for 70 yards and a touchdown. And that's been the Chiefs issue this year, right? Is is we saw it last week too with James Cook, is they they struggle to defend pass catching running backs. And if that's going to be Zeke's role, you know, it's kind of a hard fade at 5,800. Like even if Zeke doesn't get in the end zone last week, he still scores 21 DK points. And at 5,800, 21 DK points is is really good at the running back position. Uh, you'll take that every day, every time. Uh, every day of the week. So I, I think Zeke is interesting. And even though he's going to be really, really, really popular, I still have interest. I don't think he's just a smash play lock, but I, I definitely think that that he's in consideration. Uh, and that's assuming, and I mean, Stevenson has a Q tag, but I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be out. And then the other, you know, the other cheat back uh, this week would be Patrick Taylor. If, if Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon were to be out, because uh, Patrick Taylor does have pass game ability. Uh, and he was at, he averaged, you know, he's not a, not a bad running back by any means. He's not a good one, but I mean, 4,200 gets you a lot. Uh, so I really like, uh, like him as well. If he's the last man standing there in green Bay. So, uh, that's pretty much where I stand this week. So for me, I think when you look at the running back position, I think there's a couple different directions we could go. I definitely think 100% Kyron Williams didn't play. And I think he's probably one of the best plays on the slate. Uh, I, I get it. Um, so if he's going to come in lower ownership because of Stafford, I think I think that's a mistake. Uh, the Commanders uh, do struggle against the run at times, and but Kyron Williams' workload is, is is elite. His workload is right there with Christian McCaffrey. His and his usage and his uh, his ability to put up production is right there. He's he, on the season. I mean, he is the number two uh, in terms of uh, DK points scored. Right. I mean, Kyron Williams, and he sees a heavy workload. Eighty three percent of the rush attempts, seventy five percent of the routes. Um, he's been efficient, ninth in yards created per touch, eighth in yards per touch on this season. And he's just been, he's been really good. He's, put, he's, he's averaging over 20 DK points per game. And so he's only $7,500. I think that is a big enough gap between him and Christian McCaffrey that it shouldn't be that big of a gap. And so I do think Kyron Williams at $7,500. And then Saquon Barkley right below him is in a really good spot. The Saints have really struggled. Um, to stop running backs uh, as of recently. Over the last four games, they've allowed a league high 191 rushing yards per game. They've also allowed the 13th highest explosive run rate and third in yards after contact per attempt. Uh, and then if you look at Saquon, uh, he's really started to play much better over the last four weeks. He's averaging 20.1 DK points per game. Uh, and he also ranks fifth in explosive run rate, 14th in yards after contact per attempt. And he's handling 74% of the team rush attempts with a almost 20% target share. So Saquon Barkley is much cheaper than I think that he should be. I think he should be uh, more expensive. I mean, $7,300 Saquon 
just feels entirely too cheap. He should be a player that's probably in the 8K range, uh, and he's not. And so at $7,300 against, against the Saints defense, I am, I am on board to play him, no problem. Derrick Henry, the yearly December Houston Texans uh, with, with really bad quarterback play is back, and you know they are playing Houston Texans this week. And so Derrick Henry, $6,900. You know, he is game script dependent, but I find it hard to believe that Davis Mills is going to really push the Titans here. Uh, and so Derrick Henry at $6,900, I think he can smash that price. Uh, I totally agree with you on Tony Pollard. Don't need to go any more into that. Another one that I, I don't know if you talked about, but Brian Robinson has missed Wednesday and Thursday with practice, which makes Antonio Gibson at $5,200 in a very enticing play. Uh, you know, we know that he can handle a full workload. Obviously, he was the lead back prior to Brian Robinson. He's also going to be the pass catching back. So if you do expect him to fall behind, I think he's actually a really solid uh, run back option if you want to do that in this Rams game if you're stacking up that game he's $5,200 he is much cheaper than I think that he probably should be and so uh, against the Rams here and like I said I mean, it's him and Chris Rodriguez and Chris Rodriguez is just a grinder back uh, we kind of saw it the last time they played uh, or last week last time the commanders played when Brian Robinson went down Gibson is one that really handled the majority of the touches. And so I just think Antonio Gibson, $5,200. It doesn't sound like Brian Robinson's going to play at this point, uh, especially coming off their bye, and he's still not practicing. I think that's about all you need to know uh, there with that one. And so other than that, like, I mean, there, there's going to be another debate this week with, with Clyde Rizzi Lair. Isaiah Pacheco is probably not going to play between him and McKinnon. I don't, I don't really love it, either one of them. Uh, and to be honest with you, I don't really love Clyde Edwards Lair at all because it's Clyde Edwards Lair. And they he tends to get subbed out uh, once they get inside the red zone. So he doesn't get those touches. And it usually goes to James uh, Jarek McKinnon. So I don't really love playing Clyde Edwards Lair, even though he's 5K. He's going to see touches. The only, the only only good argument you can make is that the Chiefs are 10 point favorites in this game. And if the Chiefs can have their way and the way the Chiefs defense is playing, maybe he does see, you know, 18 to 20 touches here. That could be in the range of possibility. Um, other than that, I think when you look at the rest of these running backs, you know, I, you talked about Zeke. I think he's going to be way too popular than what he should be. I, I get it. I think he could get there in the pass catching department. I don't expect him to get there on the ground, uh, but he could get there. I mean, he's a player. I mean, he had a 26% target share last week, which is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to that. Right. I mean, that's just not something you typically see. So, uh, it's just, they have no other pass catchers. They have no other weapons here. So that is something that you could, that you could look at with Zeke, but, I don't really love the play. I think, especially if he's going to be, you know, chalk this week. But other than that, you know, outside of the players you already hit on, I don't think I really need to go any further in terms of these other guys. I agree with some of the players you talked about, but other than that, like I really just wanted to highlight, especially Antonio Gibson. I felt like he was in a really good spot here. Uh, I do agree with you with Raheem Mostert uh, here. The Jets have struggled against the run uh, this year. They have allowed the 14th most rushing yards. Um, uh, on the season, but game script is really going to depend here. But if this if this turns into be a rain game, I definitely think that is something that a situation you could look at. Um, other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot else to hit on uh, in terms of uh, other options. So I think we can go ahead and move over to wide receiver here. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wide receiver position, you have Tyreek up top at $9,900. So you have, like, to me, Tyreek Hill has to absolutely smash, right? Uh, To to really beat you at $9,900. And if we're looking at this weather, probably not going to have a lot of Tyreek Hill, honestly. So uh, C.D. Lamb at $9,200. Then you have Stefan Diggs at $8,400. And Stefan Diggs has been on a really bad uh, cold streak. I think he scored like six or fewer points in four straight games. Uh, no, three of the last four games, excuse me, because he did have 19 against uh, the, the, the Eagles. But other than that, he's been right rocking six fantasy points uh, or DK points. And then you have uh, uh, Cup, Samuel, Evans, Waddle, Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, and Chris Olave. Oh, and Nico Collins in the seven carries, but I don't think Nico Collins plays. He hasn't practiced all week. I highly doubt he plays. And then you have DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Rishi Rice, Amari Cooper in the six K range. Uh, so what are you doing at wide receiver? So I'll start. Uh, I'll start down at the bottom. So uh, we already mentioned Green Bay, so we'll just talk through that their situation real quick. Uh, so again, I'm projecting Watson's going to miss this game, and and Wicks did get in a limited practice today. Uh, so I think he's going to end up playing. So the starting receiver trio should end up being Dobbs, Reed, and Wicks, which two of those guys paired with Love make, makes for a phenomenal stack this weekend. I really like that a lot. Um, those guys are way too cheap. Wicks is only 4K. Uh, Jaden Reed is 4,900. Again, I'm not sure why he will, why he doesn't get priced up over 5K. Uh, and then Dobbs is 5,300, which we saw Dobbs early in the season go – he, he was uh, one of the more consistent receivers where he was co- consistently scoring, you know, 18 uh, DK points on a week in and week out basis without Christian Watson in the, in the lineup. So um, I think the Green Bay receivers are, are a focal point for me, given how cheap they are. Um, so I wanted to mention with with them being so cheap that that I think they're a very important piece to the slate. And I wanted to, to call them out first. So um that's where I'm kind of starting teams is, is with at least one of those pieces and, and definitely two uh, if you're playing Jordan Love. Um, and then and then at the top, uh, it's really hard not to like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he, he continues to smash week in and week out. Uh, 9,200 is is finally a fair price tag for him. Uh, Diggs, you mentioned Diggs has has kind of fallen off the, the map the last couple of weeks. But um, this is I what I think is actually a really good matchup for Diggs. We've seen Dallas get burned um by better offenses and 
Dallas's defense also struggles a little bit when they go on the road against good offenses. Uh, so this is actually, I think, a good spot for Buffalo to attack them. And we've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, Deron Bland started guarding DK Metcalf to start that Seattle game. And DK Metcalf stole his lunch. So they 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 swapped at halftime and they put Gilmore on Metcalf because Gilmore, Gilmore's not as fast of a guy, but he's more physical and more technical. Uh, whereas Deron Bland kind of plays with with instinct and, and likes to jump routes a lot like Trayvon Diggs uh, does actually as well. So, um, you know, Bland can kind of get burned by that. But but Gilmore can play w- with the bigger receivers, which I think is is why Philly and Seattle struggled once they made that switch uh, to to putting Gilmore on those bigger receivers, uh, which Gilmore pretty much shut down A.J. Brown last week uh, and, and pretty much shut down D.K. Metcalf in the second half two weeks ago. So. Uh, if they put Gilmore on Diggs, I actually think that's the kind of receiver that Gilmore can struggle with because Diggs is really nuanced with his route running and isn't as much of a physical, big physical guy, uh, which is kind of where where Gilmore has offset uh, the opposing receivers uh, the last couple of weeks. So I really like Diggs here at 8,400. Uh, and this is the cheapest he's been since week five. And we know that that the the role is there. The upside is there. Uh, him being 8,400, he no longer has to score you 30 points. You know, you're, you're totally fine if he gets you 25 plus. Uh, so I, I'm in on digs this week. I already mentioned, I really like Cooper cup 7,800. I like the Rams a lot. Uh, and same with Puka at 7,300. I think you can play both of them. I think you play one of them. Uh, I, I the whole Rams pass offense is in play. Uh, Debo Samuel continues to run hot from a touchdown standpoint. If his touchdowns go to McCaffrey, this week, or or maybe Kittle catches a touchdown, or Ayuk catches a touchdown, we could see a a more popular Debo, you know, kind of struggle uh, to to get there from a price price standpoint. Considering he's finally priced up at seventy seven hundred, uh, he hasn't been seven k at all this year, and now he's almost eight k. So I think Debo is is too volatile uh, for me to want to play him at his current price tag. And that's not to say he's a bad play. I just don't think that that he makes sense uh, with his with his current price tag given how hot he has to run from a touchdown standpoint uh, to be able to pay that off. Cause he, he touched the ball, you know, only seven times against Philly and, and uh, three of those times were, were for touchdowns. Um, so, you know, the ceiling's there, but his ceiling always comes from a, a, a three, two or three touchdown game, which again is definitely possible against Arizona, but I think McCaffrey gets it this week. Um, so I'll be off Debo for due to his price. Um, Moving down the list, there's not a ton to like in the in the six to seven k range, uh, so I'll probably avoid that range for the most part. And then once we get down into below six k, again, I like Dobbs. Um, I'm not sure if you if you get if you have the balls to go to McLaurin after his goose egg last week, but 5600 for a guy in an offense that should be trailing, uh, I think you have to have interest there, considering he has been their number one guy all year. And finally put up a dud. Um, Brandon Cooks continues to be involved in in the Cowboys offense. He didn't practice today, but that was due to an illness. Um, so he should be good to go for, for uh, Sunday, I would assume. Uh, Noah Brown is another one that's interesting. If C.J. Stroud plays, I guess even if he doesn't, I mean, Davis Mills isn't awful. Um, but if Noah Brown becomes the number one wide receiver, if Nico Collins were to be out, considering Tank Dell is also going to be out, and he's 5K, and we've seen the ceiling that he has and the rapport that he has with with CJ Stroud. So if Stroud were to play, I really like Noah Brown as well. 
in that 5K range. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. If Wicks were to be out, I already mentioned Malik Heath at 3K. He would slot into that that third wide receiver uh, at min price, and he would definitely become uh, interesting to me. Um, but outside of that, I, I'm not sure if if Demarcus Robinson is going to be chalk. I'm not sure I want <laughs> any part of that. I know he had 10 targets last week, but Tutu Atwell is currently questionable, but he's practicing in, in limited fashion with a concussion. So there's still a chance that he can come back and play. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me from a wide receiver standpoint. Yeah, so I think a couple of things just to kind of point out uh, the things that you've uh, kind of hit on. One, uh, I think when so when you look at this matchup for if you're trying to decide, I, I think it's tough to really, uh, honestly, when it comes to Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. But I will say Brandon Ayuk, really, I mean, Debo Samuel has been phenomenal against zone coverage this year. The Cardinals play zone coverage at the fourth highest rate in the league. And so, uh, and when you look at it too, they've also in, in zone coverage, they have allowed a first down or a touchdown on 43% of zone coverage snaps, which is by far the worst mark in the league. And uh, Debo Samuel uh, is top five in fantasy points per route run against zone coverage. He's also has a 3.43 yards per route run as well uh, against zone coverage, which also ranks top five. Now, uh, Brandon Ayuk isn't too far behind in that department. He has a 2.86 yards per route run in terms of uh, uh, against zone coverage as well. So he's also very good against zone. But Debo Samuel does see a higher higher, uh, target rate against zone coverage this year at 25% compared to 20% for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, In terms of that, when you look at uh, against man coverage, Brandon Ayuk is the man coverage beater for them. Because Brandon Ayuk played, uh, sees a 27% target share against man coverage, and Debo Samuel actually only sees a 15% target share against man coverage. So um, this does set up to be a very good matchup once again for Debo Samuel uh, here. So I think that is something you could definitely look at. I lean towards Debo Samuel again, even though it's tougher because he is uh, obviously. Um, He's going to be more. He's going to be more popular because of the run he's been on. He's been uh, running incredibly hot as of recently, uh, but I do think that he still makes for a really solid play, even though he is uh, priced up. And then when it comes to this matchup against the Cowboys, the Cowboys run man coverage uh, at the fourth highest rate in the league, and Gabe Davis has been terrible against man coverage, where Stephon Diggs has sees a twenty six percent target share against uh, uh, man coverage where Gabe Davis only sees a 14% target share, which is right in line with guys like Trent Sherfield and Khalil Shakur. So I think that is something to keep in mind here when it comes to this. Uh, if you're looking to you know maybe get leverage off of like Stephon Diggs and drop down to play because you want action on this game and to play Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis has been terrible. I mean, he's managed a 0.22 uh, fantasy points per route run, which is tied for 80th. He has a 60.9 receiving grade, which is 80th among all wide receivers, and a point or a 1.06 yards per route run, which is 85th versus man coverage. So this is a very bad matchup for Gabe Davis. And so I, I do think Stefan Diggs makes the most sense here as a payup option uh, in this matchup here. So I, I wanted to point those options out as well. Uh, in terms of what what you're can be looking to do, I also think Shakir makes a lot of sense here. Uh, he is uh, somebody I think you can get at you know at probably decent ownership. I don't think he's going to be somebody that's going to be popular. He's only thirty eight hundred dollars, 
And so I do like if you want to pay down, you're looking for a pay down spot. Khalil Shakur could be that guy because I just don't think it's going to be Gabe Davis. I, I He's kind of a fade for me. I'm not playing him uh, here. And then in terms of the other options, I think uh, DJ Moore continues to be underpriced. Uh, $6,900. He, he should be up in the upper seven, if not the 8K range of wide receiver. He has been phenomenal in games with, with uh, Justin Fields. He's averaging over 20 DK points with Justin Fields on the season. And $6,900, DJ Moore. Uh, and a lo- we'll have to wait and see, but you know, you mentioned Cleveland, but Cleveland's missing a lot of their pieces on this defense. This is not the same defense that we've been seeing. Uh, I, I think that you can definitely see DJ Moore get there. Uh, you know, we'll even have to see if um, I can't think of his name, the corner uh, that they have uh, Denzel Ward, if he's able to play, he's missed time. Juan Thornhill missed last week. You already mentioned Delpit, who's also their second in their secondary, one of their safeties. He could miss time. So DJ Moore is in an absolute smash spot here against Cleveland. And so $6,900 DJ Moore is still just incredibly too cheap. We went there last week. He paid off uh, putting up 27 DK points. I think he can get close to that again this week. So I do like him as well uh, here in this spot uh, as, as another option here. I think you could look at in the 6K range. Rishi Rice, $6,100. He's been phenomenal. He's, we're starting to see him get more and more involved within this offense. Uh, for the Chiefs, didn't quite get there last week. wasn't bad. Saw ten targets, seven catches, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. Almost twenty uh, DK points there. But um, I, I definitely think you know he is in play as well as another paydown or as another option that's a little bit cheaper. He is being priced up a little bit, but nothing compared to what I think he should be. Uh, and then from there, you already mentioned Jaden Reed, especially if Christian Watson misses, which is, I I don't think Christian Watson plays. But Jaden Reed at forty nine hundred dollars. They're also utilizing him in the rush as a runner, as a runner as well. Had another four carries, thirty eight yards, another rushing touchdown. He has two rushing touchdowns over his last four games, so they are utilizing him there. He did see ten targets without Christian Watson on the field, so I think he is the number one uh, target here for Jordan Love. And forty nine hundred dollars is just incredibly too cheap. But if you want leverage off Jaden Reed, because I do suspect Jaden Reed is going to carry some pretty heavy ownership. Uh, at his price, I do think you could look at Romeo Dobbs. So Romeo Dobbs has not been inv- has, as involved, but he did see seven targets last week, uh, four catches, 32 yards against the Giants. So here against the Bucks, so you could look at Romeo Dobbs a little bit of leverage off of that. So um, other than that, if you're looking for, you know, um, I, I think that that's kind of other than the guys you already mentioned. Uh, I'm not playing Tyree Kill at $9,900. If it was a different, you know, if we were looking at something a little bit different here. The Jets have also been phenomenal against pass catch, uh, against, against defenses, right? I mean, we have seen uh, with, with this defense, uh, you know, they've shut down multiple uh, really good teams, uh, really good quarterbacks, right? They kind of did so with Houston last week, but obviously uh, C.J. Shry got knocked out, but they shut down the Chiefs. They shut down the Bills. Like, they've done a really good job. I don't think – I know the last time these two teams played, uh, you know, Tyreek had over 100 yards, Waddle had over 100 yards, but with this weather – I just I don't want to go there. Tyreek Hill's also nursing some injuries here as well. Uh, he hasn't been practicing, but he did. I think Tyreek Hill did say that he he will play, but it could be on somewhat of a limited role, right? Depending on how this weather plays out. So ninety nine hundred dollars, I'll just be off that as well. So uh, you know, um, I think that's kind of uh, the direction I'm headed in terms of like really cheap wide receivers uh, down here. One that I was I've been kind of monitoring this week, but is Michael Wilson. Uh, he's thirty three hundred dollars for the Cardinals. Uh, he's uh, you know he's been out for multiple weeks dealing with so, uh, an injury it was a shoulder injury. Uh, he's been he's back now getting limited reps, uh, limited practices in. Uh, Kyler Murray talked about him this week that he's really excited about having him back and uh, thinks that he 
uh, could be a huge part of their offense. But, uh, you know, Michael Wilson was somebody that was earlier in the season that was seeing, a, you know, a pretty decent target share, uh, had, you know, three or four straight weeks of at least 50 yards receiving, had that big game against San Francisco the last time these two teams played, seven catches, 76 yards, and two touchdowns for 26 DraftKings points the last time they played. But he's $3,300. So if he plays, I'm going to have a lot of interest in Michael Wilson as a paydown option. And I think that could be a way that you kind of open up to be able to play the 49ers and some of their cheap, their more expensive pass catchers to be able to play somebody like Michael Wilson at $3,300. So I do like that as well. Um, other than that, in the pay down spot, like I said, I can't, I'm not playing DeMarcus Robinson. I think he's going to be way too popular and no thanks uh, for that. Like I get it, the, the performance he put up last week, but, and then, you know, another pay down option, I think could be a uh, Wondell Robinson. He had a pretty solid game the last, last week, seven targets, six catches, 79 yards there. In that game, I think he also scored a touchdown, but he had 17 and a half uh, DK points, but he's only $3,700. Uh, and then if you really wanted to get, uh, you know, get a little, I, th- I think you could look at somebody uh, like a Jalen Hyatt, who's starting to get a little bit more involved within the offense, but he is more of a boomer bust type option, had five catches, 109 yards a couple weeks ago before they went on by. But Jalen Hyatt is another way, I think another pay down option. If you wanted to, you could look at something like that. Uh, is yep. there any other wide receivers you want to hit on? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. So let's move over to tight end. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about here because you have Travis Kelsey at $7,600, George Kittle at 58 Taysom Hill is $5,500, Dalton Kincaid is 53 Trey McBride's 52 Dalton Schultz is 49 Then you have just uh, Jake Ferguson at 48 and Joku Komet. Uh, Darren Waller, who does sound like he's going to be back, uh, is $4,400. And then you have Kyle Pitts. Logan Thomas and some other options here uh, in the three K range, but who are you looking to get out of tight end? Oh man, I agree. This is a it's a really interesting position this week. Um, I so if you throw out the the matchup with San Francisco, Trey McBride is in. He's the, the most talented tight end that's in the best spot uh, at the cheapest price. When you can when you factor in those three things, he he's the best combined of those three factors but he's not in a good matchup so as a as a big Trey mcbride guy they're going to be trailing i mean you have to have interest in him at 5200 uh i mean he just continues to smash week in and week out you know he's got scores 25 points every other week it seems like um so i i have interest in mcbride i'm not sure people are going to play him but uh, i think that's a mistake like i I think if you're if you're going to play like cole comet at 4500 who's uh, in an interesting spot as well with Cleveland being without Grant Delpit. Uh, and they just, um, you know, gave a, a really big game to Evan Ingram last week as well. Um, you know, Komet's interesting, but like if I'm playing 4,500 for Komet, kind of want to just pay 700 more for McBride for somebody who's got, you know, more of a locked in role and, and has consistently put up more produ- production. Um, I do like Komet though. I will say that. Especially if you're playing fields, I like Komet a lot. Uh, he dropped a wide open, pretty much a wide open touchdown last week. Uh, he was on 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 the way to to having a really good week last week. Um, so field, while Fields is hot, you can absolutely play Fields and, and DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Uh, so I do like him. Um, the Ninjoku play is interesting, but I'm not sure I want to go back to that. I don't think Flacco is going to continue to just smash every single week. Um, and, and like you mentioned, when we talked about quarterbacks and you brought up Flacco briefly, Chicago has actually been a really good defense this year, surprisingly. Um, and, and, you know, I think that it's going to be a lower scoring game. 
and and Joku had it. He had two. Both of his touchdowns were, um, you know, on just complete blown coverages. So, yes, he had a big game, but at the same time, I'm not sure I want to chase that. And and now he's priced up to 4,700. I just don't think Flacco is going to come out and throw, you know, a lot of touchdowns again. And and so if if Flacco only throws one TD, I'm just going to take the bet that. I'm not confidently able to pick the one guy that touchdown goes to. Um, and so if you play priced up David and Joku and he doesn't score, uh, that can really hurt your lineup, even though he is seeing good volume. I would just rather play McBride or Komet uh, in that range. Um, Logan Thomas is, is a very interesting and probably my favorite Washington run back to the, the Rams stack on the other side, 3,700 and the Rams haven't stopped the tight end all year. That's, pretty much it i like brevin jordan if if regardless of who plays quarterback if schultz were to miss but it's sounding like schultz is going to play here um and schultz is even interesting too he he may go overlooked this week but if nico collins is out tank dell is already out schultz could end up being the sneaky play of the slate uh here at tight end coming back off injury uh he doesn't even have a q tag actually he practiced in full uh yesterday so honestly, Schultz is really interesting at 4,900 against Tennessee. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, are there on him. I know it's probably not, it's not the best matchup in the world, but uh, at the same time, I mean, he could be, end up being target number one uh, for whichever QB suits up for Houston. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I guess you could, but it's just Davis Mills. I don't, I just doesn't get me uh, all that excited, to be honest with you. Uh, that's, that's I guess really- that's, it's the same argument I had for Njoku, right? The last two weeks was Joe Flacco doesn't really do much for me. So why would I play Njoku? So I guess I just kind of contradicted my own thinking there, which makes sense, right? Like if Davis Mills is only going to throw one touchdown, like how confident am I that it goes to Schultz? I'm like, I'm, I'm not confident that it goes to Schultz. So I can't. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good counterpoint. Yeah. Um, so I think I think one you already mentioned is Trey McBride. Like Trey McBride has been phenomenal, uh, really uh, this year, especially over the last you know five or six weeks of the season. I mean, the guy's seeing a twenty eight percent target share, which is by since week eight he is seeing a twenty eight percent target share, which is the most among all tight ends over that span. He's also fourth in yards per route run over that span as well. He is, um, and it, even even more so from there. If you look at some of his other stuff that he's been doing. He is eighth in yards per team pass attempt. He's seventh in yards per target. Uh, and then he's also, like I said, you know, top four in yards per route run. Uh, he's ninth in target separation. Like the dude has been a monster. He has been right there among the best tight ends in the league. You know, he has three games with 20 or more DK points this year uh, since week eight as well. So uh, he has been able to get there. He's smashed. I know they're playing the 49ers, but. The 49ers' pass defense doesn't scare me all that much, um, on quite honestly. Uh, I think they can. I think they can put up some points here against the 49ers. And so Trey McBride, even at at his price tag, he's he's a little bit more expensive. At fifty two hundred dollars, is just is just too cheap. I think for what uh, the upside that Trey McBride has, uh, he just sees nine or more targets in three of his last four games. I mean, it's hard not to love Trey McBride, even even at fifty two hundred dollars yep. as an option uh, here. Logan Thomas, 100% agree. The Rams have been just dreadful against tight ends this year. And so Logan Thomas, I think, makes for a really solid, another really solid run back option if you're wanting to game stack that Rams game. 
at his price at $3,700. I do think he gets steamed up a little bit. Uh, but uh, just because I think if people are looking to save some money, you can do that with Logan Thomas. Uh, but other than that, you know, um, I think George Kittle is playable, like I already talked about, at $5,800. Uh, he's been really good as well. Uh, George Kittle also, since week eight, has a 24% target share. He's actually number one in yards per route run. He's number one in yards per target. He's number one in yards per reception. So it's kind of the way they utilize him. And so I do think you can look there. He's also number one in yards after the or yards after the catch per reception since week eight as well. So George Kittle at $5,800, I think he could smash that price. And, you know, as well as, as another option, if you wanted to look at here, instead of, you know, if you're wanting to double stack, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, instead of playing both the Ayuk or Debo Samuel, I think you pick one and then go to George Kittle. I think you could do that as well, at, you know, at the tight end position. Um, other than that, you know, I would have had probably some interest in Davis Allen had uh, Tyler Higby look like he was going to miss, but it looks like Tyler Higby will be back. Uh in this game, I mean, we saw Davis Allen, you know, get a little bit involved here. He had five targets, 50 yards at a score, you know, and he's $3,300. But now with Ben back, I just, I don't think you need to do that. And like I said, Tucker Craft at 3K against Tampa Bay is, uh, I think he could easily, you know, uh, he had four catches, 64 yards. Uh, he didn't find the end zone. He only has one touchdown on the season. That's the only frustrating part with him. But, uh, you know, in a spot here against the Bucks, you know, I think uh, Tucker Craft at 3K if you're wanting a pay down spot, I think is really intriguing along with, I think you could make an argument for a guy like Chig, a as well, but I just don't think the Texans can push the Titans to the point where they really feel like they need to throw the ball that much. And you know, if you, if you will let them, they will run the ball all day. Uh, so that's the only thing that would worry me about Chig who's $2,900. But other than that, like that's kind of where I'm coming in. I think Darren Waller is somewhat interesting at $4,400 because that, that price tag is pretty cheap. But I don't typically like to play uh, players that are coming off injury just because that chance of re-injury and stuff like that seems pretty high. But, you know, with the way Tommy DeVito is playing, you know, he could be a guy that, that gets peppered with targets, very much like an Evan Ingram type situation. Hey, you uh, played Patty Fry to the promised land coming off injury. Yeah, but he was $2,900. So that's a little bit different in terms that's of paying $4,400. Um, so, yes, uh, I think that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, uh, so, um at tight end position. So let's go ahead and move over to defense and let's just stroll down to the bottom. Like, Giants D. Who? Giants. Yeah, I think they're in a really good spot. I think the Panthers are in a really good spot at $2,800. I also think the Jets, actually, uh, if we're still going to see some of this weather issues, uh, I think the Jets could be a one you could look at at $2,500 too. Yep. Uh, don't mind that either. So yeah, I think if, if Tyreek were to get ruled out, I would just play the Jets. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think Tyreek plays. But they've said that he's probably. I think that Tyreek himself said that he was playing. So, um, but I think he plays. But I do agree. I think the Giants are a really good spot. They've been getting at the, uh, after the quarterback a lot lately, especially with Wink Martindale out there, uh, who loves to put pressure on them. And Derek Carr has no problem taking a bunch of sacks. So, and then I think if you wanted to, the Rams at thirty one hundred dollars. You know, obviously we know Sam Howell takes a massive amount of sacks. So. Uh, you could look at uh, the Rams there as well as another option at $3,100. Yep, so. I agree. All right. Well, uh, that time for our favorite time, and that is to build a lineup here. Uh, so, Maddie, start it off. Let's go, let's go with the cheap stack. Let's go Jordan Love. 
I thought you said the Chief stack. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That came out of nowhere. No, but... cheap. Cheap. Definitely not Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see where I know where your head's at at all times, though. All right. Then I'm going to plug in Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Jaden Reed. I was going to say, I think Jordan Reed still has a concussion. Yeah, that, that man. Four years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would be nice to fill that tight end slot, though. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Rashad White on the other side. I think he would be the buck that I would want to play if I was game stacking. We're gonna double stack. I'm gonna go Tucker Craft. Okay. Three K. So, uh, do you want to just plug in the Giants defense to get him out of the way? Yep, that works. All right. So that leaves sixty five hundred dollars remaining per player for a wow. running back, two wide receivers, and a flex. Let's try to get McCaffrey in. And let's see where it takes us. I think I think you have to have San Fran exposure. I think not playing a, a 49ers is, is kind of crazy. Because like I talked about Debo, right? Like being volatile with, touch, with touchdowns. Like if they're not going to Debo, it's probably CMC because it's usually one of those two guys or it's like Kittle. And so one of those guys is going to score multiple touchdowns and, and will be optimal at their price tag. It's just tough to predict which one it's going to be. But like, if you're not playing CMC, you should probably consider playing Debo is, is how I would, is how I would look at San Fran. I just think CMC is going to score multiple times. So that's why I like CMC. All right. We're going to do the rare, the rare double tight end. I'm going to go Trey McBride in the flex. Okay. So at least $5,800 remaining uh, for two wide receivers per player. Let's go. Is there anybody in the $4,400 and below range that you like at wide receiver? Are you, did you put a Puka in? <laughs> I yep. like that. Yeah. I mean, Robert Woods is in play. I wouldn't say I like him, but I'd be lying if he wasn't in consideration. Mango is another one. ATL is a pretty good defense, though. Yeah, especially outside wide receivers. I mean, if Shahid plays, he's got the highest ceiling of that group. Yeah, he was limited. We could also... We could play one of Samuel or Dotson. And drop Giants down to Jets, which I'm cool with. Like Curtis Samuel. You He's kind of playing McCaffrey. No, no, no. Keep McCaffrey. It would be the team would be Love, Rashad White, McCaffrey, Puka, Curtis Samuel, Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, Trey McBride, Jets D. Zero dollars remaining. Oh, you mean not play Giants D? Is that what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. And who'd you say to play the Jets? Uh huh. I do like. I do kind of like that. It's a Puka, Puka Curtis mini. You've got a Trey CMC mini, and you've got Green Bay Tampa Bay full stack. The only game you don't have exposure to that's kind of a concern to not have exposure to would be Buffalo Dallas. But I do like that team. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that, that's that's the only spot. Um, that would really concern you. Unless you wanted to play Michael Wilson instead of uh, McBride and then 
up McBride spot. And I mean, Curtis Samuel spot. Well, that does leave $6,300. Thielen, Hopkins, Rishi, Robinson, Zeke, Kittle. How much is Brandon Cooks? 52? 52. How do you feel about this then? So Cooks and Diggs? But what if you do Jordan Love, uh, Rashad White, Christian McCaffrey, Jaden Reed, Puka Nakua, Khalil Shakur, Tucker Craft, Brandon Cooks, and Giants D? Leaves 600 remaining. I mean, you could pay up somewhere else if you wanted to. I'm good with that. So you get exposure to that game. The uh, the Wilson Diggs variation works too. Love White CMC Diggs Michael Wilson Reed Kraft Cooks Jets. That, that team feels thin though. I, mean, I don't I don't like that team as much as the Puka side. I think your variation is better. So you want to lock that in? Uh, Love White McCaffrey Reed Nakua Shakir. Craft, Brandon Cooks, and Giants. Yep, I'm good with that. And it does leave you some wiggle room if you want to do something different. Like if you honestly, you could come off of Craft and probably go up to Logan Thomas and just drop down to the Jets defense, and that would leave you with like 100 left to get a little like a little mini if you wanted to do that uh, with that Rams game. You could do that, but I'm fine with double stacking Jordan Love here uh, in this spot. So I do like that team. You get exposure to you know the two highest price games or the two highest total games on the slate uh, with little mini stacks there. And then still getting Jordan Love, uh, who kind of opens things up at this stack yep. because Reed and Kraft allow you to pretty much kind of do what you want there. So um, could also not play McCaffrey and then you know pay like a play like a, a Debo or a Ayuk and save some there too as well, kind of free up some salary. So I do like that. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can go here with this stack with the Jordan Love stack, and uh, I don't think he's going to be nearly as popular as Stafford is. Cause Stafford seems to be the guy that everybody's talking about this week. So, which is it's crazy because Green Bay, it, it's such a cheap stack across the board. I don't know; they're not even going to have any running backs, <laughs> and it's all matchup, right? And it's matchup. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the funny thing obvious. is that the the Bucks have been just as bad against opposing pass or opposing defenses. Yeah, I don't know. So it like seems the, obvious to me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I think the only thing that people ha- have a problem with probably is that obviously the Kua and you know Cup their their ceilings are so high versus like the Packers, where you know. Um, other than that, so all right, uh-huh. yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. So uh, I'll say it's just to start. Will Levis or Minshew? I'm gonna go Minshew. Minshew. A, so what is this? What is this? Tyler McBride is in trouble this week. You either have faith in the Cardinals or the number one defense in the NFL. The Forty Nineers are the number one defense. McBride's a beast. Yeah, McBride has been phenomenal. He's uh, a beast. Yeah. So and we've seen. I mean, the he's what the Chiefs wish Travis Kelsey could be. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the Cardinals could surprise people. You know, the Cardinals knocked off the Cowboys, didn't they? They did, and they didn't get, what was it, last? Well, no, it was last week that Seattle didn't get blown out by San Fran and what everybody was projecting to be a blown out. With Drew Locke Locke starting. Yeah. So It, It seems like... Games we've expected to blow out, with the exception of all the Cowboys games, uh, haven't necessarily gone the way that they should. Like, Dolphins were favored by a million, and they just lost to Tennessee. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's been a really weird year. Uh, that's why, like, it's a lot of showdowns, like what everybody's projecting to be like ugly games. I'm like, nope, I'm going. I'm going the full on, no defenses. I'm just going straight offense here, and it's, it has paid off so often. Uh, even tonight was was that. I mean, a lot of people thought this game was going to be super gross, super you know low scoring game, two backup quarterbacks. Like nobody wanted to play it. Keenan Allen was out, and look what happened. I mean, I know that you know sixty three to twenty one. Obviously, uh, you know some of that was. A little bit different, but still, I mean, a lot of points were scored from this game, and this is kind of yeah. how the way this this year's gone. And, and the games that you think they're going to shoot out don't, and the ones that uh, we think are going to be gross end up not being all that as gross as we thought they were going to be. So, welcome to the NFL. So, all right, let's go ahead and get out of here. It's wrapping up this week 15. Uh, hope everybody has a good weekend, week before Christmas. So, get the Christmas shopping done and then settle in for a long weekend of football because we also have that three game slate on Saturday from noon till the evening. So not the greatest of games. I think the Broncos and Lions could end up being the best. That that game could uh, be some fun to watch, the nightcap. But the other two games aren't nearly as exciting to watch. But uh, football is football at this point. I promise you when you know, March and April gets here and there's no football, you would take whatever the ugliest game you could imagine is in the NFL and you would take it all day. Like the Pittsburgh and Patriots game, we were talking about that. Like everybody was complaining about that game and how gross that game was. and. But I promise you, once you get to like April, you'd beg for that game to be on TV right now. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch the uh, the Vikings Raiders game from last week, the three zero game. I don't know that I could watch that in March. That's fair. That's fair. I guess that game. But uh, I don't know. I'd still probably watch it. I'd still take it over nothing. Uh, over nothing. So, uh, anyways, hope everybody has a good weekend. Let's put some money. Let's put some uh, you know some cash in your pocket before Christmas gets here, so you can buy that uh, that that fancy present you're looking to buy for. Christmas gets here, so let's have a good weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a great boy. You're a big man <laughs> I treat you like you're a little man mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.